unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome our host, Christopher Roush. Ladies and gentlemen, you are here at the Ron and Scripted Show with yours truly, Christopher Roush, the place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Of course, your place where I help you increase your confidence, overcome your fears, and become truly independent in the life that you choose to live here while we're experiencing this great thing called humanity. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Um, I am back from vacation. Uh, some of you guys may have noticed that uh, a couple of the shows in the last couple of weeks, like one was a replay, another one was recorded. And uh, I did that specifically because myself and my wife went to Italy. Ladies and gentlemen, bucket list. You got to go to Italy. You got to go there. You got to go there. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about that show and then we're going to jump right into the content tonight. But I'm going to let you guys know I am exhausted. I have, uh, I think the uh, the whole traveling thing, spending 15 days in Italy and doing the international flight yesterday and today, I felt absolutely just just knackered, as they say sometimes. So thank you guys for being here. I appreciate it. I'm going to give it my best. Thank you, Catherine, for being here. I appreciate you. Yes, I, I'm, it's great to be back. Um, it was absolutely an amazing trip. We were gone um, for 15 days. We went to. Uh, we started off in Venice. And then we went to Florence, then we went to Rome, and then we went to Sorrento. Um, I did not know any of those places aside from Venice and Rome before I left, but it's just a, it's such a beautiful country and such an amazing opportunity to go there and really kind of experience the different parts of Italy. But here's, okay, here's a couple of things that I wanted to share with you before we jump into the show tonight. Living here and growing up here in America, you know, thinking about what happened back in the 1800s, you know, for me, that feels like forever ago. Even 1945 feels like forever ago, considering, you know, I was born in 1969. But when you go to another country and you realize and you recognize how long people have been on this planet, how long things have been going on, it's pretty uh, astronomical when you kind of really put it into perspective what was going on in 79 AD, what was going on back in the 1400s, what was going on in all the different stages of what I saw while I was over there. Uh, it's pretty incredible. And it really kind of made me recognize and realize that we're here. I mean, I've always said this on the show before, we're only here for a nanosecond. And when I saw what was going on and what the communities and what the people did back in those days and what they built, I mean, it's just absolutely incredible. If you get a chance, if you're a historian, uh, if you're into culture and things of that nature, I highly, highly recommend it. For me, God's honest truth, I was never into that stuff. I was always into what are we doing today? What are we going to do tomorrow? How can we get, how can we, you know, perfect our plan? How can we execute on things? And uh, when I was in England, uh, geez, probably about 10 years ago, I was introduced to a place called Bath. I think they call it Bath. Um, and uh, and I was just really amazed. I was walking uh, around these, these baths, these, you know, outdoor baths and everything. And they were like, this is happening back in the 1600s. And I was like, wait a minute, people were walking around here doing this stuff back in the 1600s. And you know, you think 1982 was a long time ago. Um, so it was pretty incredible. Um, had a great time, missed my son. We were we were about six days into the trip. I think it was about six days. It might've only been five, but we were just like, oh my God, we signed up for a long, long trip taking the train to all those different destinations and just a, just an incredible opportunity. But like I said before, I am exhausted. Uh, yesterday and today, I've just felt really just out of sorts. So I'm bringing you the show with everything I got. We're going to be talking about independence. So um, thank you guys for being here. We got, uh, I believe that's Angel in the house. She says, hey, hey, welcome back, Christopher. And just for those of you guys, welcome back, uh, says Catherine. And just uh, for you guys that follow me on social media, uh, just a word of uh, whatever announcement, I guess, um, just in case that you have you're on my Facebook. My original Facebook profile has been deleted. Apparently, um, it says disabled. It doesn't say, doesn't say deleted. But if there's any of you guys out there that have been on my Facebook profile, the other one, and you're like, where in the fuck did Chris go? Why did he unfriend me? Um, here's the deal. I was in Facebook jail a couple of months ago because I was hacked. They posted ISIS pictures and then something else happened. I was in Facebook jail for like a day and a half or something like that. They never told me what it was. It was just like, you've been disabled again. And then recently when the Uvalde shooting happened, um, I somebody posted and said, Chris, what would you do if the police were keeping you from going inside the school? When you know, we heard the reports that the police were out there and they weren't doing anything about it. And I simply commented on somebody's post. I said, I would throat punch every person in my way. And I would go in there and try to save my son, even risking my own life to do that. 
Well, apparently when you write throat punching on a Facebook post, um, they don't like that. So I'm sharing this with you because be very careful of the words that you type. Um, 10 minutes later, I had a little thing that flashed on my Facebook and says, you violated our community standards. Your account is being disabled, blah, blah, blah. You have a right to appeal which of course I appealed it. And unfortunately, uh, while I was in Italy, I kept checking and kept checking, um, doing everything I possibly could. And then when I went back and checked recently, normally my profile would still show up, but I couldn't get into it. But now you can't even see my picture. Um, and somebody went to go search for me and the, the profile is completely gone. So if you're on that profile and you're wondering why I unfriended you, I didn't unfriend you. Um, it's just the situation. So you can find me on the new profile. It's Facebook uh, W uh, Facebook forward slash Christopher B Roush because my middle name is B. Well, my middle name is Blake. Um, so I've had people reaching out to me really concerned. They're like, Chris, why did you delete me? What did I do? You know, was it something I said? And I feel horrible that there's people out there because I literally had nearly 5,000 friends uh, all across the world. I've been on Facebook since 2007. And uh, unfortunately, it is deleted. I lost all the memories. Fortunately, I have the pictures elsewhere, um, but a lot of connections, a lot of amazing conversations that I followed up on. And, and the God's honest truth is most of my clients come from Facebook because of the relationships that I've built over the years. I, I'm a relationship builder. So I just wanted to share that with you in case you're watching this and you're like, whatever fucking happened, Chris, um, that's the situation. So uh, we were going to be uh, we're going to be talking um, what Alex says. Uh, Alexa says, uh, hey, bud, uh, love you. We'll watch the replay. Well, thank you for being here. This is welcome back. I can't wait to hear about Italy. I would be love to tell you about that. We got Lee in the house. He goes, welcome back, brother. Thank you, Lee. I appreciate that. So uh, yeah, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty exhausted. My brain is all over the place. But tonight we're going to be talking about independence. For those of you guys here in the United States, and I believe Canada just celebrated this. Uh, yesterday was July 4th uh, here in the United States. And uh, that is our Independence Day. And I won't go into the historical factor of that, but it just made me a little bit inspired to talk about, you know, how we as individuals can reclaim our independence because I'm finding a lot of people who come to me for coaching are in that situation where they're they're not independent. They're dependent. They're dependent on a couple of different factors. So what I want to do tonight is completely come to you, Ron and Scripted, to just share with you some of my perspectives on what we can do to reclaim our independence and reclaim that opportunity for us to really step out of our comfort zone and to become uh, the individuals that we really are truly destined to be. So thank you guys for being here. If you have any questions, of course, you know, type them in the comments. I would love to have those. But when I think about when I think about independence, I think about what's the first question that you want to ask yourself? What am I dependent on? Right. We're obviously dependent on uh, shelter, food, all those different things. But what else besides that? What am I dependent on? You know, am I dependent on, you know, certainty? If I, am I dependent on safety? Am I dependent on comfortability? Am I dependent on certain addictions or things that I have in my life? God's honest truth. I saw, I saw my poor wife. She, uh, she vapes, she uses nicotine. And when we came back from one of the trips, she left her vape pen inside the car. And within 10 minutes, she was having a meltdown. And I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this, but you know, if you're dependent on certain things and you don't, you don't have those around, you know, that's something that you want to start taking a look at, you know, for the things that, that you truly want to be independent of, you got to look at the things that you're dependent on. And that even goes to people, right? You know, you think about the people that you're, are in your life and why are they there? Are they there because you depend on them for a certain aspect of things. One of the stories I want to tell you about tonight is a very inspiring story because a lot of times, you know, when we speak of people, we are dependent on them. We think, oh, I need that person for a place to live. I need that person because they're, they're the sole breadwinner. But there's a lady out there named Monica Kretschmer. She was on the Raw and Unscripted show before. I think she's also been on the Unfiltered Experience. And she told me a story how she was in a very affluent relationship. Uh, she had a seven-month-old baby. And her husband was becoming, you know, increasingly more um, agitated and, you know, violent and all those different things. And she felt that she was dependent on that situation. She had to stay there. And we've all heard stories that we think where we have to stay in a situation because of their providing us, you know, the roof over our head and everything else. And, and I've talked to lots and lots of people that are in unhappy relationships, but they stay there because of that dependence, because they're not independent enough to go out there and do things financially on their own or even emotionally on their own. And she tells a story on my show, which I'm, I, I find one of the most inspiring stories about this is that she was like two o'clock in the morning and her husband was going crazy and she had nowhere else to go. And she sat there and said, I can sit there and take this, you know, or I can actually decide to stand on my own two feet and get out of here and go do whatever it is that I could possibly do and sacrifice all this other stuff in order to protect myself and protect my son. And so here's a story. She says, she talks about, she used to donate uh, money and goods to uh, a battered woman's shelter there in her local community. And she never thought 
for a single second of her life that she would actually have to go there as a patron to be able to seek shelter and refuge from an abusive relationship. But that's exactly what she did. She sacrificed everything. She grabbed what it is that she could and she went and did that. And when you think about that, I want to share that story right off the bat because that's discipline. That's that's focus. That's integrity. That's trust. That's honesty. That's everything to say, listen, what is for the greater good of the situation? Because so oftentimes we're staying miserable in our jobs. We're staying miserable in our relationships. We're staying miserable with ourselves. So we're not independent. We're not independent. And the thing that I love to teach about having this unstoppable kick-ass life is that you have to be independent with your own opportunities and what you're willing to sacrifice in order to gain that independence, right? And so she talks about that, how she went and she started rebuilding her own particular life. She put herself in a situation where there was no other opportunity to, be, to go but up. And through that opportunity, she's created the International Women's Network uh, in Canada. It's one of the world's largest uh, women's organizational networks in Canada. And now she's on fire and her son is 15 years old. And she demonstrated to her son, this is what we do when we're faced with challenges. We don't stay complacent. We don't stay comfortable. We don't stay mediocre. We get out of our comfort zones and we go out there and we do the things that we need to do with the belief and with the understanding, with the, the thought that through that discipline and through that hard work to become independent again, that you can do it and you will do it because when you put yourself in those situations, there's no other way to go but up. And you know the thing that people tell me all the time, Chris, is like, oh, it's going to be hard. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. Of course, it's going to be hard. Of course, it's going to be challenging. Of course, you're going to have to sacrifice things. Of course, it's going to be scary and everything else. But on the other side of that, what is that? That, that fear becomes that fear becomes strength and, and courage and discipline. And that and that becomes uh, an igniter for what it is that you can do to teach other people, especially your own kids. You know, if never nothing frustrates me more when I see people staying complacent and mediocre in relationships for their kids. Oh, I'll just stay here until the kids get out of school. I just heard a story the other day. A good friend of the show, Dan Fail, was telling me about this, that his kids are older now and they thank them. They thank the parents for not staying miserable in those situations because they have their friends that are doing it and they can see that. And what you're teaching your kids and those opportunities is, oh, here's what you do to become miserable. Here's what you do in order to, you know, kind of stay um, within the boundaries. But they're thanking them now because now they ha don't have two miserable parents. They have four awesome parents because now they're both dating other people. And so now they have a greater opportunity to have that sense of of what is what is really um uh, in, in integrity with, you know, who it is that we're supposed to be as kids. We don't wake up to be mediocre, right? When I ask people, I said, when did it become acceptable to be mediocre? When did it become acceptable to become, be complacent? When did it become acceptable to just kind of do the status quo thing? And inevitably people sit there and go, wow, Chris, that's a great question. It never became acceptable. So if it's not acceptable, then why is it that we keep taking those actions over and over again that, that require us to become dependent on other people and stay in those miserable situations, hoping, wishing, and praying that something's going to change, right? When you think about that and you think about that story of Monica and you think that story about Dan, was it challenging? Was it difficult? Was it uncertain? Absolutely. Did it step into your fearful and your, in your, out of your comfort zones? hundred percent. But on the other side of that is that strength and that certainty to know that when you go through those situations, you're going to, you're going to thrive and you're going to survive. For me, I was dependent on my mom for the first 17 years of my life. I was, well, I mean, she was probably more dependent on me than I was her, but I was dependent on her acceptance. I was dependent on her love, her validation. That's all I ever wanted from her. So I would do, have done anything to make her happy. I mean, I worked two jobs. I was homeless with her for four years. You guys all know the story. Um, and then ultimately at 17 years old, I had to decide, okay, am I willing to become independent? Am I willing to become independent from the thoughts and the validations and the things that I supposedly need from her and go out on my own and actually do this? And I did, and it was scary as hell, but what I did was incremental steps. And I want to talk about compound interest because we're uncertain about what it is that we want to do. And if we're not stepping out of our comfort comfort zone on a regular basis, then guess what you're going to have? You're going to have that mediocrity. You're going to have what I, you guys see in my social media posts is that you're going to have those regrets. And so the purpose of tonight's show is to inspire you in such a way that you think about things a little bit differently. So where is it in your life that you're not independent? Where is it that you're not independent? Are you not independent with your addictions and everything else in your life? Uh, are you not independent with the relationships you're having? You know, are you not independent with the job and the career choice that you've had? You know, people sit there and say, well, I made this choice and I have to do these things. At the end of the day, are you going to regret that later on in life? Because I'm here to tell you, I've made lots of money. I've had lots of great titles. I've had the office the, with the windows and everything else. But where I'm at in my life now, I would trade all of that stuff to become, you know, independent with my own freedom to be who I am. And you got to think about that. Are you being who you are? 
you know, independent of everybody else's judgments and their fears and everything else. Are you being independent with your own self? Are you truly flying your freak flag? And that's something you guys know I talk about here on the show quite often is being free enough to just be you. Be the no excuses coach. Be the guy that wears the bandana. Over in Italy, people dug it. They're like, they asked me, I was a rock star and all this other stuff. And I said, no, I'm just flying my freak flag. I just don't like to sweat. That's the thing. I don't like sweat pouring down my face. So that's what I did. And ultimately became a brand because it's known for now. I'm known for that. But back in the day, I would have done whatever I was supposed to do to make everybody else happy and get all their validation and everything else. So I was dependent on everyone else to make me feel better. Oh, as long as I have that person's approval and that acceptance, as long as I get the next job promotion or the next title, then I will feel better, right? So I'm hinging my, my success and my happiness based on what other people are going to do and how they perceive me. But what's important and what I really want to get across to you guys tonight is being independent, is being able to say, this is who I am. This is my truth. This is what I'm about. This is what I'm willing to risk and fight for. And then go out there and do that and go out there and, and do that in such a way that at least when you're doing it, you're, you're, you have integrity with your word and the mission that you're here to be on this earth. So when you think about all of that said and done, what is your truth? What is your truth right now? Are you living, uh, an integrity life? Are you really, have you actually sat down recommendation I have for you guys? Have you actually really sat down and say, what do I value in my life? What do I value? Do I value truth and honesty and hard work? Do I value those things? If I value those things, am I being in alignment with those? Am I being congruent with those? Or do I have a different expectation or a perception of how those things are going to come into my life or when they are going to come into my life? Because I'll ask people, you're like, so show me that day on a calendar. Show me that day on a calendar. They're not unable to do that. Well, I just know it's going to happen. Okay, if you want to sit there and risk, you know, wasting every single day that you have on this earth, hoping, wishing, and praying that something's going to happen. I'm here to tell you, I'm here to be honest with you. It's not going to happen. So what are your truths? What are your values? And even ask yourself right now, are you happy with the life, with the life that you've created right now? And if you are Bravo, Bravo, go out there and share that shit around because a lot of people are miserable right now because they're not, they're lying to themselves. They're lying to themselves. And what they're doing is because they're not independent is they are dependent on their short-term gratifications to get them through those moments. And they sit there and they stitch enough of those short-term gratifications together. And they think they're created what's called a life. But the things I've seen in the conversations I've had, especially just in the last couple of weeks and being in Italy and talking to people about this stuff, you know, um, doing this trip was not easy. We had to save, we had to sacrifice. We've been doing this thing for three years. We booked the trip when, when, when COVID was going on. So all the prices were down. So we did all those things very intentionally to make this happen because we don't want to have any regrets to sit there and say, Oh, I wish I would have traveled the world. I wish I would have gone out and seen things. You know, so it really starts with your independence on knowing where it is that you're at in your life and taking action from that step forward. And the thing that I recommend you know, to most of my co coaching clients is if you're not getting uncomfortable at least once a week, I'm not asking for every single day, but if you're not getting uncomfortable at least once a week with the things that can, that you can do, you can take responsibility for, you can have discipline for, then you're not hitting the mark. So here's my assignment for you guys is go out there and do something that's uncomfortable for you. That's going to move the needle on where it is that you need to be, to be independent, to go out there and make those trips, to go out there and have those houses and the cars and, and whatever else it is that you particularly want in your life. You want a different career. Okay. What am I willing to do to get uncomfortable to be able to do that? Because in the grand scheme of things, it's called compound interest. And I've proven this time and time again with my coaching clients. If you sit there and think about there are 52 weeks in a year, when was the last time you did 52 uncomfortable things that moved the needle on your goals? When? No. So when you think about that, is it realistic? Is it realistic to expect yourself to step out of that comfort zone once a week for 52 weeks and continue to do that? Because as you do that, as you take those actions, guess what happens? Your confidence goes up, your courage goes up, your discipline goes up, your sense of self goes up. And when you have integrity with your, with your words and your truths and your values, guess what? All of that builds on itself. So maybe by week 13, all of a sudden you're realizing, hey, it's not so hard stepping out of my comfort zone. Maybe I'm going to do it a couple of times a week. Maybe I'm going to do more things because as you do it and you recognize who it is that you're becoming, then you never want to go back. And so when I think about my story, when I left my mom in that motel, that was one of the hardest decisions I ever had to make in my life to go out there and to, and to put myself first when I thought that I was always last. I mean, I literally was treated last by her. And to go out there and put myself first and, and to have discipline to live in an apartment with four other guys to literally eat ketchup sandwiches and everything that we had to do to survive and going back to school and getting my GED from being a seventh grade dropout and then going to college. And I went to college for 12 years. 
I went to college. I, it took me forever to go through college, but guess what? I made that discipline. I made that sacrifice. I had my values. I knew my truths that I was not going to fail. I was not going to fail. And I was going to do whatever it took to be able to get through that. And part of that I want to talk about tonight is the people that you surround yourself with. Because so oftentimes we're hanging around the people that are holding us back. They're cap they're helping us stay complacent. Oh yeah, come and do this. Come and party with this. Come spend your money on this. Come do this. Da 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 da. You got to think about the five people you're around the most. The five people you're around the most. And in case you haven't heard me say it recently, take out a piece of paper and write their names down. And then right next to their name, are they helping you or hurting you? Are they holding you back? Or are they promoting you? Do they say, go out and read more books, Chris, go to school, Chris, get a coach, Chris, go out there and do, or are they saying, oh, Hey, have you watched the other 75 episodes on Netflix of these 12 shows? It, it blows my mind. How many times people sit there and tell me to watch these Netflix shows. And I'm like, tell me the last book you read that actually, that actually helped you progress in life. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one, Chris. Uh, tell me about the last, you know, YouTube video that you watched that inspired you. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you sit there and you'll complain to me about other shit in your life, but you're not doing anything about it, but you know what's going on on season 12 of fucking Ozarks or something like that. It's like, okay, that's great. And I'm not saying not to have your, your short-term gratifications and your wins, but don't make those the primary focus of your life. And if the people in your life are, are suggesting that, then get new people in your life. Because when I started surrounding myself with people who are brighter and smarter than me, that's when shit really changed. And it wasn't when I got out of being homeless. I surrounded myself with a bunch of party animals. And guess what? As I started going to school, all those guys were like, what are you going to go to school for, Mr. Smartass? Are you going to be all, you're going to be all Mr. Smarty Pants and all this other stuff? And I said, no, I just really want to create a better life for myself. I don't want to telemarket and do construction jobs for the rest of my life. And so they were starting to hold me back. Great guys, love them. They helped me get through some, get through some stuff. But when I really started to identify and sit there and look at the key people in my life, that's when shit really started to change and shit really started to change back in, I think 2013 when I was super successful in corporate and everything else, but I was miserable. I was comfortably miserable. I was making great money. And I went to this event and I had this opportunity to sign up for a mastermind. And when the sheet came around with the price on what it was to join the mastermind, I sat there and looked at the cost and I was like, Oh my God, I can't afford that. I can't afford that. That was my limited thinking. I didn't think that I deserved, you know, to spend that type of money on myself. I felt like I had to pay off my credit cards or I had to do this or I had to do that. But in that moment, when I sat there and I thought, okay, what can I sacrifice? What can I do with this? And this is when I was, I was still coaching and speaking, but I was ready to take it to the next level. And I was waiting for somebody to ride in on a, on a white horse and a golden chariot to say, okay, Chris, we're going to make you the next Tony Robbins. You're so awesome. But that's not the case. Nobody's going to ride in on a white horse to save your ass. So I wrote the check. I wrote the check. I got in the mastermind and immediately immediately things started to change because when you tell the universe you're ready, the universe shows up and gives you more opportunities. And so I met some amazing people. I was a suit and tie speaker in case you guys don't know that story. Um, and I, and I, I was like, I don't want to be this guy anymore. I don't want to be fake. You know, I can get up there and say all this stuff like everybody else, but I just want to be me again, going back to that truth. Are you being you, are you flying your freak flag? Are you worried about what everybody else is going to say? Whatever it is that you want to do, go do it go do it. That's one thing I'm going to teach my son or I'm, I'm teaching my son. I don't care what he does as long as he's happy with it. If he wants to be a ballerina, if he wants to uh, be an artist, if he wants to get into engineering, whatever he wants to do, I want him to do that. Um, there will never be any expectations of myself to, uh, or any expectations of him that you should get into sports. Or you should do this. You, get it, you should become a broadcaster. You should get into coaching. Whatever he wants to do, and that's what I want him to do. And that's what we all should be doing. Because can you imagine a world where we were all doing things that we love to do and we were happy in our lives? Would there be all, the, all this hatred and divisiveness and all this other bullshit going on? A bunch of little kids out there just commiserating like, man, we're going to give it to the man, 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 all this other shit. Surround yourself with the right people. Because when I did that, that's when they said, Chris, you're not the suit and tie speaker. You're the kick-ass guy, the life guy. You're the run and scripted guy. You're the no excuses guy. Go out there and own that. And that was challenging. And that was scary again to sit there and say, okay, am I good enough to be unique? Am I good enough to go out there and stand on my own two feet and be an anomaly and be something different? And that was frightening. But again, here I am today, raw and unscripted, the unfiltered experience, no excuses, coach, ChristopherRausch.com, blah, 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 blah. I just had somebody asking me today about my podcast, you know, so does it take work? Does it take discipline? Yes. But is it worth it at the end of the day when you put your head on your pillow and you know that you're being congruent with your, with your ideas and your thoughts and your legacy? 
right? So the people that you surround yourself with, if they're not constantly, well, I shouldn't say constantly, if they're not there supporting you to go after your dreams and go after your goals and sacrifice a great paying job to go do something that you love to do, maybe sacrifice where it is that you live, maybe downsize, maybe not have such a fancy car. You know, I see, I see people driving $607 a month payment cars. I'm like, you know, you realize you could probably get a car for like 250 bucks, save that other money, get a coach and actually explain, explanation. I see, I can't talk. I'm tired. Um, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm tired. Uh, somebody actually said it, said it earlier today. Like Chris, you look wasted. And I'm like, I'm not wasted. I'm just tired. Can you imagine the exponential growth in sacrificing the things that you don't necessarily need that are not for your greater good and investing in a coach or investing in a program? There's Udemy. There's all these different online courses that you could do for cheap for cheap. I've got my friend, um, Meredith, Meredith Solomon. She's out there doing these courses. I went on there. I was like, Oh, this $36. It's $99. You know, you don't need to go out there and get a $10,000 coach. You can go out there and do these things and make those sacrifices and, and increase your, your energy and your, and your level of opportunity by becoming resourceful. And that's what I want to really, you know, get through to you guys is that you have the opportunity right now. You don't need a fucking bigger TV. You don't need another brand new phone. God's honest truth. I still have my iPhone 10. It's cracked screens, but guess what? It still makes phone calls. It still works. I don't need to go out there and spend another $1,200 on a fucking phone. This one works. This one works, but I sit there and see people do it all the time. Oh, I have to have the latest and greatest. That's just my thing. I just like shiny objects. I like, like the brand new shit, right? Really? You can go on eBay and buy shit. You can go on Craigslist and buy shit. You know, you don't need to have all this brand new fancy shit. It's just a matter of what it is that you're willing to sacrifice. And that it comes into play when you become resourceful. Like I said, again, Monica Kretschmer was resourceful. She sat there and said, okay, what can I do right now to save my son to be, to be in integrity and congruence with my values and my mission for what this kid should learn and what this kid should see. You know, that's super, super important. I'm going to see if there's any comments or questions right here. Um, before what's going on? We got Ray in the house. What's back? He's his brother. What's up, Ray? Good to see you. Good to see you. Lee says, uh, what do I value and how am I standing up for me? Amen, Lee. Amen. I mean, it really is. It's truly, it's truly that situation because, you know, when we look back on our lives and this is the thing that I'm seeing right now, especially at 53 years old, um, it's going by fast. It's going by fast. I got friends in their middle sixties, late sixties, early seventies. Uh, I know people in their eighties right now who are super successful and they're telling me they're being honest. They're like, Chris, I would trade all of this fame and all this wealth and everything else to go back and have another five years with my family to go out there and, and go back in time and actually do the things that I really love to do. And that's the thing that, that really fires me up is that when you have that blueprint of who it is that you want to be remembered for, and you wake up every single day and you, you fight and you, and you, you sacrifice and you have discipline to go out there and do those things. It's not easy. It's not enjoyable sometimes, but it's worth it. I go to the gym five days a week. Now in my life, I'm like, God damn, I wish I didn't have to work out so hard. But as I work out, I'm training my mind. I'm training my body. I'm telling God source the universe that I'm ready for the next challenge, that I'm not going to give up, that I'm just barely just scratching the surface on what it is that I'm going to accomplish in my life. And when I look at that and I look at the opportunity for the legacy that I'm going to leave for my son, who's five years old, in case you guys don't know, Jackson, um, you know, it's really about having that, having that fire within our belly to sit there and say, okay, am I willing to get up at four o'clock in the morning before everybody else wakes up and spend an hour working on my personal development? Am I willing to do that? I talk to people all the time, like, oh, Chris, I need my sleep. Well, then fucking have regrets in the, the later in life. You know, you can get six hours sleep and still be really good and get up one hour every day and do something that moves the needle. So when you think about it, can you get up an hour early every day and spend 20 minutes doing some personal development, spend 20 minutes doing some meditation, spend 20 minutes doing some journaling? Can you, can you, can you, are you willing to sacrifice and commit to doing one uncomfortable action that moves the needle on your goals every single week? Are you willing? Are you willing? Are you willing? Or are you still going to stay there in that complacency, in that mediocrity phase, sitting there hoping, wishing, praying that something's going to change because nothing's going to change. Nothing changes until you change. And, you know, the thing that I, I think about the most when people are talking to me about these situations is they're afraid. They're afraid. What if I fail? What are other people going to say? What if, what if, what if, what if? 98% of all fears never happen. Never. I'm afraid of heights. I'm afraid of the dentist. I had somebody tell me the other day, they're afraid of the dentist. I'm like, are you afraid of losing all your fucking teeth? Are you afraid of getting infections in your teeth and getting it in your bloodstream and, and dying early and being on 17 medications because you didn't fucking go to the dentist because you keep telling yourself you're afraid of the dentist? Come on, let me get real with you guys. Why are you afraid of the dentist? Why are you afraid of heights? It's a fear of being out of control. Well, you're not going to be out of control. 
And when you go to the dentist and you actually take care of your teeth and you smile more, guess what? You have better relationships. And when you have better relationships, you have better opportunities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it starts with that first aspect of taking care of yourself, which a lot of people are not doing these days. They're hoping, wishing, and praying that they're going to somehow be able to take care of themselves later. But like I said before, I was probably been at least where we are we at July. There's probably been at least three people this year who have shared with me the fact that they regret not taking care of themselves better earlier on in life because now they're on these medications and the medications have side effects and the side effects cause them to have to take more medications. I have a buddy of mine. I'll say buddy loosely. He's not going to definitely watch the show. Uh, somebody I knew way back in the past. He's only a couple of years older than me and he's on like 18 different medications. He's already had heart procedures and he used to be in way better shape than I was. So when you think about, you know, the, the, the fears and everything else, the first thing you have to go back and ask yourself is, do I love myself? Do I love myself? Yes or no. Do I love myself enough to start eating a little bit better? Do I love myself enough to start drinking more water and less soda? Oh, Chris, I need seven cups of coffee a day. If you need seven fucking cups of coffee a day, you got a problem. You got a problem. If you're not drinking at least half your body weight in ounces of water every single day, if you're not getting at least five or six hours sleep, if you're not sitting there doing the simple things that you can honestly do every single day consecutively, then you're not in it to win it. You're not in it to win it. And you will get to a point in your life where you will regret these decisions that you're not making today. So I'm coming to you with a lot of different rapid fire stuff. I realize I'm a little bit all over the place, but hopefully you're, you're taking it all in and, and making this punctuation mark, if you will. What are you willing to do? What are, what are you willing to sacrifice? And that involves those tough decisions. If you're in a relationship that doesn't make you happy and you know, that doesn't make you happy, then what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Because as soon as you rip the cord, cut the bandaid, whatever fucking, you know, saying you want to use, yes, then that sets things in motions. I've got two of my friends right now that have just ended over 20 year marriages and now they're back on their own in their fifties. They're moving out on their own. There's another, actually there's three and she, the, and now guess what they're finding? They're finding new relationships. They're finding new opportunities. God, Chris is scary, but you know, to meet somebody that I actually connect with, to, to, to really be happy about things when I wake up in the morning, I, I don't have near as much stuff as I did before. And I don't have near as much money as I did before. But guess what? When I wake up in the morning, I have this hope. I have this belief. I have this faith that it is all conspiring for me and not against me. But again, that talks, that, 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 that requires us to sit there and tell God, source, universe, whatever you want to say, that I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm not going to sit there and stay right here and go, well, everybody else seems kind of happy. Well, they, yeah, okay. Uh, I guess I'll go to my short-term gratifications because I'm not happy. I guess I'll go look at my phone and, and stare at Facebook and Instagram and all this other stuff. I guess I'll smoke cigarettes. I guess I'll drink. I guess I'll eat. I guess I'll whatever, you know, gamble, whatever it is that you might be, you might be doing to escape your life because you're not independent. You're dependent on the outward, the, the situations outside of yourself to make you feel whole, but that's a false sense of reality. And so when you think about, you know, your sense of independence, what are your expectations? What are your expectations? Are your expectations that you can be comfortable and still be happy? Is your expectation that you can have everything perfect and still be happy? Is your expectation, you know, think about that, that you can't have any fears. That's, that's a, that's a wrong sense of expectation. Your expectation to say should be to say, I'm a fighter. I love myself hundred percent and I'm willing to do whatever it takes in order to get to that next level. Because when you look at all the famous people and all the successful people in the world, what have they done? They ate shit for 10 years and then they became successful. They lived in an apartment with four other guys and did that and went to school and, and sacrificed going out and partying and all those other things that all these people wanted me to go do. And I'm like, no, I'm going to go to school. And then ultimately when I got my master's degree and then started getting promoted, those people were still working customer service jobs. Those people were still miserable. Those people were still living in an apartment with four other people. But because I decided that I was going to have the discipline and the self-love and the, and, the, and the respect for myself and the respect for this opportunity that we have to be here alive, that's why I'm where I'm at today. And then people see me now that I, like, Chris, you seem so happy and you, yeah, I am because I get to be me. I get to be me. I spent my entire life being something for somebody else because I thought I needed those validations. I had the fear that if I didn't have somebody else's approval, that I was not enough. But when you get smart with yourself, you get real with yourself, you get raw with yourself and you start listing out your values, you start listing out your truths, you start taking actions every single day. Guess what? You start to gain that independence. And then you start to recognize, shit, I'm not dependent on anyone. What I'm dependent on is the fact that I'm so independent that now I can help other people become independent. 
And that's been my legacy. And that's what I really strive for every single day. And you guys know, if you haven't heard me, I know I talk about the same things over and over again, but somehow I'm going to say them to, to really hit you behind between the eyes because I know some of you still kind of need it, um, is sit down and write your eulogy. Oh, Chris, that sounds so raw. I don't want to think about that. You don't want to think about it, but guess what? I have a roadmap for every single day of my life of where it is that I'm going. That Christopher Roush will have fought for what was right and what was fair. That he will have risked for which that mattered. And he will have left the earth a better place for who he was and what he did. Boom. As I'm going through my day, I have negative thoughts just like the rest of you guys. I have down thoughts. I have depressing thoughts. I have fearful thoughts. But the reaction time for me to switch those is way faster than it was before. Before it would take me a couple of months. It would take me whatever to kind of get out of my shit storm. And now it may take me a couple of days. It may take me a half a day. It may take me an hour. It may take me 10 minutes to sit there and recognize, Chris, are you being congruent with your legacy right now? Yes or no? And I call bullshit on myself. Nope. Nope. Okay. Where is this fear? Where is this scarcity? Where is this coming from? And I sit there and I talk to myself. Now I talk to myself out loud because I've recognized that when I talk to myself out loud, the, 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 the voice that comes out and you may think I'm fucking crazy, but it's true. The voice that comes out is like the voice of reason. It's like, come on, Chris, really, really? You're worried about this. Everything else in your life has always shown up for you. Why would it not show up for you this time? Just when I say that to myself, that alone, I had the thought a couple of days ago, starting to think about things because I really want to impact the world on a, on a bigger, bigger level. And I know it's going to happen. I know it's there. I mean, I'm about finished with writing the book. And I know once the book comes out that that's going to be the explanation. That's going to be the, uh, the bamboo, if you will, for me to impact more people. But then there's that fear. Like, is anybody going to read the book? I know people who wrote books and nobody reads them and nobody buys them. And what if that's not the situation? And all that other negative thinking comes into play. And it's like, Chris, you may write the book and it may take two years before anybody really buys it. But what would happen? How would you feel on year three? Somebody handed that book to Oprah Winfrey and all of a sudden you're on her fucking show and it took three years to get there. How would you feel? How would you feel? God's honest truth. I would be so excited that it took me three years to get there because then I would come back here and tell you guys, it's going to take three years. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen overnight for me. It may, it may not, but that's what I told myself. So when you start thinking about those moments where you're, you're feeling insecure and everything else, you have to remind yourself, have I got this far? Yes or no? Yeah. I've got this far. I had an amazing corporate career, very successful, got my master's degree, blah, 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 blah. Why would I not get to that next level? Ask yourself that question. Why would I not get to that next level? The only thing that would, the only reason why you would not get to that next level is because you stayed where you are, stayed where you're at. My brain. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it feels like in my brain. So I hope this is all making sense. Um, so truthfully, I mean, that's where it is that we have to get to our, to get to our, in our life is, you know, making sure we're around the right people, making sure that we have our values spelled out. What are our, our non-negotiables? What are our non-negotiables? What is my legacy? Why am I here? What am I supposed to, what do I want to be remembered for? If I die 10 minutes from now, I can assure you that my legacy is fulfilled. The comments here, my Facebook comments today, people saying, oh, it's so great to have you back. You're going to build your profile back and we missed you and you're so awesome. And I'm not saying that because I'm conceited or anything. I'm saying that because I'm proud. I'm proud. So that if I did and my son went and looked at that, my legacy is fulfilled. Now, if he read my mind earlier today, he probably wouldn't be like, dad had some negative thoughts today, but that's natural. You're not going to be perfect. I'm not perfect. But I tell you what, imperfect action over a period of time creates an outcome that you're proud of. And when you have that roadmap and you have that, that blueprint and you hang around the right people and you stop that hoping, wishing, and praying, and you actually get real with yourself and say, hey, when did it become acceptable to be miserable? When did it become acceptable not to love myself? When did it become acceptable to make the same fucking decisions over and over again that are not in my greater good? When It's not acceptable, Chris. Okay, when does that stop? When does that stop? It stops right now. It doesn't stop next week. It doesn't stop when I feel like it. It stops today. God's honest truth. Yesterday, I took my last drink for I don't know how long. I just decided that's the thing for me. I mean, it kind of doesn't, doesn't hold me back, but I've talked about it on the show. I love my alcohol. I love to be able to relax. It's my thing. But at the same time, is that getting me closer to or further from my stated goal? If I have a couple of drinks on the weekend and maybe I don't wake up on a Sunday morning early and write my book, I don't wake up. Is that, is that, is that benefiting me? Is that benefiting my body? No, it's not. So I sat there and decided yesterday, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a break. I might take a break for three months. I might take a break for six months. I may never drink again. I don't know. So it's for me always looking at that. What's that next thing that we can do? Do I eat enough? Do I eat enough greens? Do I eat enough fruits? I do. Okay. Okay. So I do. Okay. Is that, is that, is that good enough? Is good enough? What we, what we're here for, 
Or can you sit there and say, okay, well, how can I incorporate fruit more, incorporate more fruits and vegetables? They have protein powders out there. They have all sorts of different things that we can do. And so I'm sitting here being transparent and honest with you. I'm taking my game up. I've already got a lot of energy. I've already got a lot of clarity. I already eat pretty well, but what can I do to increase that? Because I want to tell the universe, God source that I'm ready for the next thing. And so in order to be ready for the next thing, I have to get myself personally prepared for that. I already go to the gym five days a week. What can I do to increase my workouts? What can I do to increase my cardiovascular fitness? What can I do to change up my routines and maybe start incorporating some, some, some uh, martial arts or something like that? What is it that I can do? And that's the thing I want to inspire you to do is to think, where are you at? If you're constantly in that state of that vicious circle of insanity and you keep going back to those short-term gratifications or those addictions, you got to call bullshit on yourself. If you need professional help, go out and get professional help. If you need medication, go out there and get medication. But there are so many resources out there. If you Google and YouTube it to figure out what it is that you need and where it is that you can go, I promise you everything that I need to know is out there. All I need to do is go type it in, look at the instructions, follow somebody who's successful, and then go do it. You guys know I've, uh, I haven't talked about him in a while. Um, David Goggins, right? Before I had my back surgery in 2019, I researched the shit out of David Goggins because I'm like, okay, how does he change his perspective about pain? How does he change his perception about pain? And so I started looking at him like, damn, you know, so oftentimes we get in situations like, and this is one of my biggest excuses is I don't feel like it. Well, I should write my book today. I really don't feel like writing today. Oh, I should do this. I really don't feel like it. But then if we don't call bullshit on ourselves, well, what are, when are you going to feel like it? And part of the process is just getting started. I tell people all the time, like, well, I don't like to work out in the morning. I'm like, well, just do me this one little favor. Can you put your shoes? Can you put your workout clothes on? And can you go do it for five minutes? Just go work out for five minutes. Whether they're jumping jacks, whether you go walk around the block, can you do it for five minutes with the opportunity that maybe you might do it for 30? Ooh, are you telling me you can't do that? Are you telling me that's unrealistic? No. Okay. What would it take for you to make that decision that you could do it? Uh, I guess I just got to do it. Okay. So get up tomorrow. And I don't care if you just do the five minutes and take your shoes off and go back to bed. Fine. Guess what happens, ladies and gentlemen, people put on their shoes and they go get in that action. And they start feeling better. And then they start getting that oxygen intake. And then they start getting, wow, Chris, you know, I've said I was going to get up and only work out for five minutes. I worked out for 45. How do you feel? I feel awesome. How do you feel that started your day? Do you feel that that kick started your day into a point of positivity and opportunity and confidence? Yeah, I did. Okay, how do you normally start your day? Uh, I look at my phone, I have my coffee, I read the news, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so what was the difference right there? The only difference was that you were intentional about saying, hey, listen, I'm gonna give this an opportunity. So that's what I'm asking you guys is just to give yourself an opportunity to believe in yourself, to surround yourself with the right people, like I said before, because if you truly want your independence, you're gonna have to work for it. But I'm sitting here today, I've been out of my corporate job since November of 2019. I was comfortably miserable. I made over six figures. I had five weeks of vacation, my zone of excellence, but this is truly who I am. I don't have to answer anybody else anymore. I don't have to sit there and go and make somebody else's dreams possible by, my, by me busting my ass and risking my health and risking the time with my family. I don't have to do that anymore. Does, does being self-employed and having your own business, is that, is that all Panagonia or whatever it is? No, it's not. It's challenging. It's challenging. Sometimes I have a ton of coaching clients. Sometimes I don't have as many coaching clients. You know, sometimes there's all tons of confidence and, and, and opportunities. And sometimes there's that scarcity and that what if. But if I'm going to remain independent, then I have to wake up every single day and ask myself, what am I willing to do today differently that's going to get me a different result? Because we know that definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, different outcomes. So when I think about this conversation tonight and I want you to become independent, it's really going to be about you. And it's going to be about you saying, what can I sacrifice? What am I willing no longer to tolerate? We've talked about this on the show many, many times. Here's an exercise for you. Write down all the things you're tolerating from yourself, from others, and from inanimate objects and write that list out and then really give it a week and go through your life and think about all the different things you're tolerating. And then ask yourself, how would I feel? What opportunities would I have? How much time, how much money, how much happiness would I gain if I removed a third of these tolerations? I would feel, oh my God, I'd have this, I'd have an extra hour a day because now the, the kids and the husband would do their own fucking laundry. You know how many times I hear people say, well, if I don't do the laundry, Chris, it won't get done. So if you died tomorrow, which is realistic, we can all die. Who's going to do the fucking laundry? Oh, that's a good point. Who's going to make their own lunches? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do this? So you got to stand up for yourself. You got to stand up for yourself. You can't have the fear. What are they going to say? If they sit there and they come back and you say, well, you're being selfish. 
really explain to me how I'm being selfish. If I'm doing 90% of the things and you're doing 10% of the things, and I'm asking you just to do this one thing. And if that person comes back and has an argument against it, again, going back to the people you associate yourself with, is that person in the best interest of your life? And maybe this is another sign on the wall that says, Hey, maybe I don't need to be in this relationship. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But trust me, when you got, start getting resourceful and you start getting confident and you start standing up for yourself, you start standing up for your, to, to, to show yourself that love and that commitment, things start to change. People around you start to change. I went through that with one of my coaching clients last year. She was saying, well, I can't do this because my husband and I can da, 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 da. And I'm like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And I said, if you need me to talk to your husband, I'll be glad to talk to your husband. But I'm guessing that you're probably doing this more as an excuse for why you're not successful than it is that they really think they depend on you. And sure enough, she went and had the conversation, came back and was like, uh-huh, yeah, they can do it. I'm like, now you're creating stronger individuals. You're creating some independent people in your life. And now you have this extra hour a day. Now you have this extra opportunity for you to devote to yourself and to the things that you want to do. So you can become independent in your own life and have that self-love and that self-respect that I want you to have. And slowly but surely, it wasn't easy. It wasn't overnight. It wasn't, well, they, they did this and they did this. And they, okay, they're going to learn. They're going to have, they're going to have stumbling blocks. Don't have an expectation that's going to be perfect. Have an expectation that you're going to be there to support them, but you're also going to transition out of doing some of those things that you were tolerating that you did not need to do. What is it in your life that you're tolerating that you do not need to do? What is it in your life that you can change today, tomorrow, that will shift and start to shift that momentum of where it is that you're at? Again, just to kind of recap, think about your self-love. Are you taking care of yourself? Are you hydrating? Are you eating properly? Are you getting sleep? Are you staring at your fucking screen or your TV more than you are investing in that opportunity to get uncomfortable every week? Again, it blows my mind. How many people are like, oh, Chris, you got to watch these 10 Netflix shows. Fuck off. I'll watch maybe two. I'll sit down maybe for an hour or two and I'll watch some things. But other than that, I'm grinding. I'm going out there and I'm hustling to become the man I am. I need to be. And I want that for you. So again, think about the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Think about the opportunity just to sit down and write out some goals because ladies and gentlemen, time is going by. Today's July 5th, 2022. COVID started March of 2020. And people said, man, when COVID's over, I'm going to get back out there and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I saw so many people at the beginning of this year saying, oh my God, by March and by this and by this, I'm going to be crushing it. Half the year is already over. Half the year is already over. Have you accomplished half of what it is that you said you're going to? Or are you still in that situation? Oh, I hope and wish and pray that it changes. Well, there's this going on. There's this going on. And I, and I, and I keep telling yourself that bullshit or tell yourself that, Hey, I have the opportunity to become resourceful. I have the opportunity to stand up on my own two feet for once in my fucking life and do the things that I need to do in order to get to the places that I deserve to go. You deserve to go places, ladies and gentlemen. You deserve these opportunities to become independent. You do. And it's not easy. It's challenging. It's fucking hard, but it's worth it. It is worth it. Every scary moment that I go through or every unsure moment and everything else I know is happening for me, for my greater good, because what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. What doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. And for those of you guys listening on the podcast, there's a tattoo on my arm that says, what doesn't kill me only makes me stronger. Because back in 2016, I had to take my own medicine so much because I was going in a self, self-spiraling self cycle that I had decided to tattoo it on my arm to remind myself that life is happening for me. Life is not happening to me. And that I have a responsibility and a regard for this amazing opportunity called life to embrace and suck the hell out of it every single day that I'm allowed to be alive and breathing and how I'm allowed to impact you guys. I'm standing here in front while well, I'm sitting in front of you guys today, a living proof, a testament that every step of the way, you're going to figure it out. You're going to become stronger. You're going to become more confident. And then you can go out there and help other people do the same thing. And that's what I want for you. That's what I want for you. What kind of uh, comments we got going on? We got Ray or we got uh, Robert in the house. What's up, Robert? Um, Ray says here, if you're in it to win it, Christopher Roush, Ray says, teach. Absolutely. Uh, Ray says, if uh, whatever you're doing isn't getting you to your stated goals, it's got to go. Christopher Roush. Thank you, brother Ray. Um, what's Robert saying? Uh, Christopher, I'm sorry. I'm late. I was engaged in three streams. One's still going on. I missed the start time. <laughs> no worries, Robert. No worries. The, the replays live on forever. Uh, it's all good. I believe Angel. I'm not sure why it's still not coming up. Angel says, goals. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and uh, Ray saying amazing raw 
real content. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. I'm just coming to you guys live, just coming to you real. Uh, like I said at the top of the show, in case you missed it, I'm jet lagged. I'm exhausted. My brain is fried. Um, coming back from a trip, um, you know, I thought it was going to be fine, but yesterday I just really literally crashed. My body was in so much pain. Uh, my brain just feels like it's totally out of sorts. But um, I said, I'm bringing this one raw and unscripted. So I know I've been kind of all over the place, but the message is central. And if you missed any part of it, go back and watch the replay and check it out. Um, and uh, yeah, with that, holy shit, we've been going 49 minutes. I actually really thought I was only going to talk about 20 minutes, but once I get going, um, I kind of get uh, I kind of get fired up. As if you can't tell, uh, planning, progress, procrastination. Oh, planning plus progress minus procrastination equals success. Oh, I love that one, Angel. You are awesome. You're awesome. Um, uh, yeah, Robert says here that, uh, jet lag from returning from Japan will take you a few days. Yeah, it was actually, um, we came back, we went from Italy to Germany and then Germany back to LA. So it was great. It was great. It was great. It was great. Um, and just, uh, for those of you guys who are still watching and appreciate you guys, if I'm supporting you in this, you know, do me a favor, just go out and help us out at helphealhumanity.org. It's the uh, organization I'm on the board of directors for, you know, talk about having a, a specific why and a purpose. Uh, we're doing amazing things. We're raising $100,000 right now so kids in Haiti can go to school. Uh, it's an amazing uh, project that we're working on and those kids deserve it just like we all deserve something. So I appreciate it. Um, also, um, one of the things that I'm doing now because of what's happened to me on Facebook, I'm normally not a newsletter guy. I'm normally not one of those people, but please go to ChristopherRoush.com. If you go over to the contact page, there's a sign up. You can sign up for my newsletter. I literally have not sent out a newsletter um, in probably two years. I'm going to start sending them out now because I'm working on content uh, courses. I've been asked to do this. Uh, normally, I'm just normally I just do my coaching and my speaking, but because of price points and everything else, and people wanting the opportunity to work with me, uh, I've got a group co coaching program coming up that's going to be affordable. I'm going to have some courses. They're going to have some small courses, maybe six week courses, maybe twelve week courses. Um, but also, if you just want to get on the front end of whatever it is that I've got going on when the book comes out, the the um, it's your me kid book, the story about my life with my mother. If you want first grabs and, and always be able to access that content, go to ChristopherRoush.com, go to the contact page, go to sign up page. That way you'll be in there. I'm going to start sending out newsletters and, and updates on what's going on because I'm here to serve and I'm here just to get started. I'm just getting started. I'm just getting fired up. If you guys think I'm fired up now, watch what happens in six months. Watch what happens in three months. Watch what happens in two months. Watch what happens in two days because when you're committed and you have those goals and you have that intentional desire to become the best that you could possibly be no matter what the circumstances are and no matter how you feel it's amazing what you can accomplish trust me trust me i've seen it with myself i've seen it with my coaching clients and i've seen it with lots of people that i've interviewed on this show and also the unfiltered experience so with that i'm going to sign off right now thank you guys all for being here i appreciate you i love you let me know what it is that i can do to support you um and uh grab that hat whoops grab that hat back there and put it on screen Oh, that one. Oh, yeah, I've got, yeah, I've got merchandise. Yeah, I've got, I've got merchandise coming. Um, I've got all sorts of stuff coming. So yeah, thank you for that. We'll put that hat on there. Um, anyways, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Love you too, Catherine. I appreciate you guys share this show out. If it, if you got value out of it, I realize a little bit all over the place, but share the show out and just, uh, put some comments on there. What it is that you gained from the show, what inspired you about it so that we can help, uh, impact other people. Cause right now the God's honest truth or people are hurting and people are feeling like they can't trust. But I was just out in the world and I saw people from all over the world, from Germany, from France, from Switzerland. I met all sorts of couples. I'm always talking to people. And aside from the question of what in the fuck are you guys doing over there uh, here in the United States, uh, we're all the same. Everybody wants freedom and independence and, and love. They don't see the need for all this divisiveness and all of that bullshit, but it's all being perpetuated by the media. Go out there and be a beautiful person. Go out there and help other people become beautiful. Focus on your own shit. Change what it is that's not working for you. And I promise you the world become a better place. I love you guys. I appreciate you. And uh, I will see you next week on the Ron and Scripted Show. Until next time, go out there and be beautiful and unstoppable. Cheers.